You like the Just Baseball show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never seen before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy Tuesday, gents and ladies, of course, but gent to you. I'm talking to you via Zoom, Peter Apple. This is the Just Baseball Show. I'm Jack. He's Peter. I'm a full-blown baseball guy now. I hold a baseball while I podcast. You're working on grips. I like it. I was working on grips. I was working on pitch doctoring. I've got this Marucci pine tar <laughs> stick here, so I was just getting a little bit on my index finger, my middle finger, and I'm just rubbing this baseball up, and I don't know. I, you I tried like, it? Have you, uh, have you tested the spin rate or anything? No, I'm I'm nervous. I feel like I'm gonna tear. I'm nervous. <laughs> you think it might be worse somehow? I I think I'm just gonna like hurt something, or I'm gonna be sore for like five days after just a couple of throws. I went four for four with three home runs in my beer league softball game yesterday. Were you sore as shit? Hips are killing me, but man, I'm just a freak out there. <laughs> I'm a freak on the beer league squad. I hit fourth. <laughs> Through, gave up some runs pitching, but that comes with the territory. Yeah, naturally. Was working four pitches in slow pitch softball. No way. I had, I, had a, I, I had a fastball. I had a slight cutter. It was more because the wind, but right. it was counts. Change up. I'm tossing it like with a with my palm down. Disgusting. Ton of ton of vertical drop. You're getting backspin on the change. Absolute backspin. I mean, I'm, when I'm telling you I'm working four pitches, I'm not lying to you. I'm working four pitches in beer league. Oh my god! And then just drop a random slider on them. How? Wind, wind helping <laughs> as well. Okay, but, okay. So I curve it with with uh, you know thumb on the side, pointer finger on the on the other side. It's almost like you're bowling. And then because I had I had some nice wind going to the left. So yeah. the cutter was working. The slider was working. Obviously, I'm putting in the changeup and the fastball. I, it was an unbelievable f- performance by me. Okay, so natural follow-up. Do, this, do the cutter and the slider turn into a two-seamer when the wind is going the other way? It's exactly what happens. <laughs> so it's really based on the weather. Yes. But I know I have two pitches working at all times with the possibility of three or four. I mean, I'm. it's basically the Royals rotation. Yeah. Pretty much. So I hopped in the cage at I, I hopped in the cage at Parkview Field and I got some swings in. I said, you know what? I'm getting really bored with my current exercises. You can only run or do the Peloton hit workout so often. So I decided I, I had a bat here. I had some batting gloves here. You know what? I'm going to go hop in the cage. I'm going to get swings in for an hour. 
I take off the batting gloves and I've got the biggest callus on my hand, like the a bursted skin bubble. Nobody talks about that, how much that hurts. Dude, I hadn't swung a bat that <laughs> that many times in like six years. And How'd I, you do? I, I was fine. I was ripping. <laughs> I was adequate. <laughs> I forgot that your hands turn into like baby soft type. Oh, of yeah. And then you got to harden it back up. It's like podcasting is not the same as manual labor. No, it's not. (laughs) It's not really. I mean, there's no shovels in our hands. We're just talking. We got a great episode today. We're doing top five GMs. And this was something that I initially put. I'm going to take a lot of credit right now. This is something I initially posed. You said, "Ah, I'm not too sure about that. And I said, dude, trust me. Let's just dive in. And you'll see how fun this is going to be. And once you dive in, you, you understand or you remind yourself that that job is what yeah. every fan wants to do. When they hop in a fantasy football draft in the fall, you want to be a GM. No doubt about it. And the more you really look in, you're so right. The more you look in, you realize, wow, these GMs work hard and so smartly if that's even the correct way to say it, <laughs> they there there are some moves that you kind of forgot about, and there are some big moves that you remember, but you didn't really realize who was behind the curtain there. And we're here to kind of unveil the curtain and let you guys know who who are the best GMs in baseball right now. Yes, and we are going to broaden that from GMs to executives because some don't necessarily have the title of general manager. Some are president of baseball operations, but they're very hands-on with acquisitions and signings and trades we kind of expanded to executives as a whole but yeah just giving away an honorable mention Russ Atkins is one of our honorable mentions he's the general manager of the Toronto Blue Jays he and team president Mark Shapiro kind of work hand in hand and Shapiro was a big name in Cleveland Atkins was with him and now they've gone to Toronto Shapiro still does a little bit of baseball stuff, but for the most part, it's Ross Atkins. And then we also have some guys that aren't necessarily the general manager of their team, but are still super on hands-on. So that's how we kind of got to top five executives in baseball. But before any of that, you've got a something I heard. I do have a something I heard, and it's a bit smaller. It's a bit smaller, but I, I, I came across it in the Washington Post, and I was like, what the hell is going on over here? So the Washington Post released one of the weirder but somewhat heartwarming stories recently. A story about three women went viral when they all found out they had the same boyfriend. And that boyfriend was apparently dating six separate women at the (laughs) same time he was dating these last three women. But this is where the story gets interesting. Guess what those three girls did about it? They all told their boyfriend off, as they should, but are now currently on the road together. They fixed up a bus and are now on a months-long road trip across the United States as newly found best friends. So that's something I heard. (laughs) This sounds a lot like the plot to The Other Woman. Do you remember that movie? I've never seen that. I'm that not was, a movie guy. We know this. Yeah, true. That was Kate Upton, Leslie Mann, and Cameron Diaz, and they all shared the same husband or boyfriend. Nicki <laughs> Minaj was a secretary of one of them, and it was hilarious because she was awesome. And it's actually a pretty funny movie. Like, Leslie Mann was hilarious, and Kate Upton was actually a good actress. 
and Cameron Diaz is Cameron Diaz. And it was a very interesting film. I highly recommend you watch it. You know what I was just thinking? If I was dating a girl and two other dudes were dating her at the same time with another six guys, and then my decision was to, you know what, guys? Let's just wanna... all be best friends and yeah. go on months. Not, not just a road trip. Not like, oh, we're all going to California. Let's just hop in the same car. No, 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 no. This is a months, plural, long road trip. And they fixed up a bus. They didn't just have a rental car. They fixed. This was a big thing that they all did together. Just And their only relation is that they were all dating the same dude. Right. It's like, you know what? Let's go. Let's bro out. We both. I just, I can't imagine that. Good for them. I just can't imagine that ever happening to me or anyone I know, really. Hey, how often do you think that guy is discussed on the bus? Or do you think they have a rule saying we cannot discuss him? He's either the topic of discussion or has never been spoken about since. Yeah, I don't think there's any in between there. I really don't think there's any in between. (laughs) But you know what's also kind of fun, Jack? What? Can I test you on some stat leaders? Yeah, this is the classic thing. I would be in the backseat of the car with my family growing up and I would yell at my dad. I would say, dad, give me baseball trivia right now. (laughs) And he would just try and craft trivia questions. And then my younger brother did that to me. And I would have to craft, I would, I would have to craft questions for him. And now you get to do it to me on a pod. Let's do it. And it's fun because not only will we learn who are the actual stat leaders, but our audience will as well. And I want to see how good you are at it right now. Because there's some interesting ones at the top of these. I Let's go through I, it. Yeah, I think I stay up to date, but we will be tested. Jack McMullen, who's the league leader in batting average? Brantley still, right? Michael Brantley at 331. Nick Castellanos in a close second at 329. Who leads the league in wins, Jack? There's two names. Oh, my God. Uh, I know Walker Bueller was winning like crazy. He only has 11 wins. He is not first or tied for first. Um. I hate the I hate the wins stat. I know you I know me too, too, but it you know it still counts. Yeah, it still counts. How about Gosman? It is not Kevin Gosman either. You got one more guess. One more guess. Okay. Can you name a league, National or American League? They're both in the National League. They're both in the National League. Okay. I'm thinking NL West. You would it, be correct on one of them. Yeah, and it's not Walker Bueller. Nope. I think it's a Dodger. It is a Dodger. Is it Julio Urias? It is Julio Urias. And you have one more. One more in not the NL West, but in the NL. I'll give you a hint. This team just had a massive fire sale where three of their players all hit home runs in the opening week. Oh, it's Kyle Hendricks. I knew it is Kyle Hendricks of the Chicago Cubs. Both of them have 13 wins. Jack. This is the easiest one. Who leads the league in home runs? Shohei. The pitcher at 37 <laughs> home runs over a second place Vladimir Guerrero at 33. Jack, who leads the league in earned run average? In ERA. Is that my guy, Lance Lynn? That's your boy, Lance Lynn. Guess who's number two? Our boy. Our, Our boy, absolute Freddy. boy, Freddie Peralta. Lance yes. Lynn has a 2.07 ERA and Freddie Peralta is at 2.17. Followed closely by Walker Bueller. Jack, who leads the league in RBIs? Um... Is that also Shohei or is it Vladdy? Shohei is one behind our leader, which is Vladimir Guerrero Jr., the Tonka truck. 
at 83 RBIs. Actually, Shohei is tied for second with Rafael Devers at 82 RBIs. Jack, who leads the league in saves? Hold on. Can we pause real quick? I'm yes. kicking ass right now. I'm doing You're so kicking well. Ass, as uh, you should. <laughs> who leads the league in saves? Um, is it the guy that was just traded from one end of a city to another end of a city? It is not. It is not Craig Kimbrell. Okay. I know Mark Melanson was up there very early in the year. He's still up there by a lot. 32 saves over second place Liam Hendricks with 26 oh my for the Padres. Is Mark Melanson still good? Yeah. Like still one of the better relievers in baseball. How does that no doubt. work? Do you remember when he was paid like $15 million and he just sucked? And people were like, oh my God, that sucks that somebody has to pay him. Hasn't he been on like 40 different teams and just pitched well for all of them? He's bouncing around because nobody wants to absorb the contract. And then, but yet, if I'm not mistaken, he's on a new deal with, I, I think he signed a free agent deal with the Padres this year. And it's a lot mm-hmm. cheaper. It's like two and a half, three million dollars in, and he's totally earning that money back for AJ 32 saves Jack who leads the league in hits um is it Adam Frazier it is Adam Frazier of the newly San Diego Padres he has four hits more than our second place and well they're both tied for second place Trey Turner and Cedric Mullins are 125 hits Adam Frazier is at 129 Jack who leads the league in strikeouts strikeout leader oh that's got to be an NL guy because they pick one up every time through the order. It is not an NL guy. It's not an NL guy. Wow. And he leads by 11 strikeouts. He leads by 11 strikeouts. Is he in New York? He might be in New York. <laughs> is it Garrett Cole? It's Garrett Cole of the New York Yankees at 176 strikeouts over second place. Zach Wheeler at 165. Jack, who leads the league in stolen bases? Uh, Witt was leading for a long time. But I know Starling Marte has been on a tear. I'm going to go ahead and say Marte dethroned Witt. You just missed it. Witt is still Witt still has one more stolen base than Starling one Marte. One more. Okay. 27 to 26 with our boy Fernando Tatis Jr. at 23. But he's out with a shoulder injury now. Do you know anything about that? 10-day IL. Uh, my understanding on a release from AJ Preller. I saw it in a tweet from Dennis Lynn, who writes for the Padres um, via The Athletic. I saw that it shouldn't hold him out for the rest of the regular season. So no, I think, he'll, yeah, I think it's another 10 day IL stint for Fernando just to get that shoulder as get close healthy, to the, yeah, just close to 100% as possible because we know it's not going to get to 100% this year, but that's not who Tatis is. He's not going to sit out the rest of this year and, you know, just wait till next year. He wants to try and win a World Series with this team as constructed right now. He will do whatever he needs to do in the offseason to get healthy. And then Mike Clevenger's on that team next year. A couple more questions that are a little bit more difficult. Those are the, those are the good ones. Now let's yep. get into some advanced numbers a little bit. Fielding independent pitching. Uh, Who's number one? Hmm. I, my, my gut says go with the strikeout leader. For FIP. And I will say Garrett Cole is the FIP leader. He is not the FIP leader, but this pitcher leads in strikeout percentage and FIP. Leads so it's not Garrett Cole, leads the league in strikeout, strikeout percentage. This guy has made a couple less starts, about three less starts than his, his peers that are around the same area. Three fewer starts. 
So it's not Jacob deGrom because deGrom is... It is not Jacob deGrom. Jacob yeah. deGrom does not qualify here because he's not pitched enough innings. No. Sorry, kid. Um, Maybe next year. Is Lance Lynn the FIP leader? He is not the FIP leader. Who's the FIP leader? Corbin Burns is wow. both the FIP leader at 1.49. That is a full run better than number two, which is Zach Wheeler at 2.41. That's insane. Insane, right? And a 36% strikeout percentage. My, that's more insane. Yeah. God. Yeah. Guess who is the number one outfielder in outs above average? Outs above That's average. a defensive stat. Yeah. Pretty much like the all-encompassing defensive stat. For outfielders. It's better for outfielders, I think. It is. It absolutely is because it factors in your arm, too. Exactly. Joey Gallo? AL East. Well, Joey Gallo is in the AL East now, but it's not jo- Joey Gallo. Uh, AL East, that's not Joey Gallo. My, my mind goes to Boston. It's not Boston. It's not Boston. Then my mind goes Think to... Think of the best defensive team in baseball. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. They have the number one and the number two. Is it so Kevin Kiermeyer is he one? Kevin Kiermeyer is not one. He is four. Which is Kiermeyer's four. Four. So they have one, two, and four. Yep. Oh my God. Who's number one? Manuel Margot is number one. Like by a lot. Holy shit. By a it's 13 outs above average versus eight. Who's in second place? Good for you, Manuel Margot. Uh, second place. Is it a Rosarena? Brett Phillips with one of the best arms in baseball. And the last one, before we move on to top five GMs, who is who has the best catcher framing metrics? Who's the best pitch framer out of all catchers in baseball right now? I think the best pitch framer in baseball is Roberto Perez with Cleveland. No, sir. Remember, this is right now. So Roberto Perez has been an excellent pitch framer for years now. But just right now, the tally going in 2021 yeah league al or nl al west al west you even give me that is it martin maldonado it is not thank god thank god uh we don't (laughs) give him anything um al west it's not going to be our guy jonah heim with the rangers i'm also deciding that jonah heim is one of our guys jonah heim is number two really jonah heim is number two I the back to back walk off bombs for Jonah Heim just made me yeah. think that he's a just baseball guy. And Jonah Heim was in a trade for one of our GMs that we will talk about in a few minutes. Yes. Also, uh, we need to put together at at year's end the just baseball fanboy team. And our starting pitcher is going to be Freddie Peralta. Freddie. We just have to sort through all these guys. Yeah, because we've been talking muck about so many dudes who we've just been all over we got to create the just baseball team and it's yes. not the best players at every position but it's our favorites it's our favorites and freddie's our guy freddie's our favorite pitcher the number one pitch framer in baseball is sean murphy of the oakland athletics i would never have guessed that wow guess who's the worst by a wide margin and remember it- these are just the numbers it's not perfect yeah is it salvi it's Salvi by like a lot. Salvador Perez, the Kansas City Royals, by a lot. He is disintegrated defensively. Disintegrated, man. Wild. Wild. Also, you know who's the fastest? Fastest sprint speed? Sprint line? speed. 
Uh, I mean, Tim LeCastro held that mark for like two years. The newly acquired Dodger, Trey Turner. God damn yeah. it. God damn it is right. <laughs> uh, That's it. Those are the stat leaders right now. How are we feeling? I, I feel good, honestly. That's pretty well there. I wish Vladdy was leading in more things, but I think Vladdy is the WRC plus leader. Andy's the OPS. He is, and Shohei is number two. Vladdy is at 187. Shohei is at 176. Okay. And then is Vladdy or Shohei the OPS leader? That I would have to check for you. Hey, sneaky that Bryce Harper is top 10 in the league in OPS. Very sneaky. Extremely sneaky. Let's see. Uh, Where is it? I'll tell you right now. I'm hopping on the Google machine. Should we cut this out or should we leave it in? I kind of want to leave it in. I kind of want to leave it in too. Our OPS leader is Vladdy Jr. He is about five hundredths of a point over Shohei. Uh, who is about mm, 15 points ahead of Fernando Tatis Jr. So the only three guys in Major League Baseball with an OPS over 1,000 are Vladdy, Shohei, and Tatis. Bryce Harper is seventh. And I love OPS. I think that there is a direct correlation between the OPS leader and the league MVP almost all the time. Absolutely. So you're top 10 in OPS right now, and then we'll get into GMs, I promise. Vladdy, Shohei... Before yes. we get into a top five GMs, my beer league comp is Shohei because I'm an unbelievable hitter. Yeah. And a great pitcher. Better as got, a hitter, though. But you got to ditch the cutter. <laughs> I got to ditch the cutter. Colby told us that in his article. But it's all about the wind. It's all about the wind. It's all about the wind. Um, but quickly, top 10 OPS leaders, Vladdy Shohei Tatis Acuna still qualifies Good for him, man. Good for Max him. Muncy at five, Castellanos at six, Bryce Harper at seven, Matt Olson is eighth, Rafi Devers ninth, and Juan Frickin Soto is tenth. It's a pretty good list. Those are kind of the best hitters in baseball. Yes, healthy hitters. Healthy hitters in baseball. All right, let's do GMs or let's, let's do, do executives. We got to stop saying GMs. All right, sorry. You ready? Hard. Reset. I'm ready. These are the top five executives in Major League Baseball. And of course, we've got three honorable mentions because five is never enough and we are total goobers. (laughs) Never enough. (laughs) Let's start with the honorable mentions. And let's start with Toronto and Ross Atkins, who's the GM. He and team president Mark Shapiro were in Cleveland together. They went up north together. And now they both got five-year extensions coming into this year. That's for good reason. Recent moves for Atkins were signing George Springer, Hyunjin Ryu, Marcus Semi into a one-year deal that worked out for the All-Star, and now trading at the deadline for a year and a half of Jose Barrios. He's also a farm system wizard. He oversaw the draft pick of Alec Manoa and Austin Martin, and then aced the route taken by Bichette, Vladdy, and Biggio to the bigs. He did not rush these guys. He got them there at the perfect time. And they are kicking ass, and Ross Atkins kicks ass. You are 100% correct. I have nothing to add. That was absolutely perfect. Perfect. Next honorable mention <laughs> John Moselak with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Mo has worked out multi year deals. How about this? For Yachty Molina twice, Adam Wainwright, Matt Carpenter, Carlos Martinez, Paul DeYoung, all to keep in St. Louis. And then he brought in Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. The cards in his time have grown. Tommy Edmond, Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, Harrison Bader, Jordan Hicks, and Alex Reyes, all via draft or international signing. They have signed Kwon Yun Kim and Andrew Miller to professional contracts. 
they traded for minor leaguer Henesis Cabrera. And then they also traded for then pedestrian Yankee reliever Giovanni Gallegos. And he's got Libby, Gorman, Wynn, and Walker in waiting. Like, damn, the Cardinals are good. And they have been. The only thing I would add to that is that they gave up Luke Voigt for Giovanni Gallegos. But Giovanni Gallegos is a staple in the back end of the bullpen, and Luke Voigt is currently injured. Yeah, Not saying that the Yankees didn't overall win that trade, but if Luke Voigt, you know, we don't know. It's a lot I, I'm hoping for the world for Luke Voigt. I still believe in Luke Voigt. Yep. But at the beginning, when Luke Voigt was leading the league in home runs last year, that looked like a complete terrible trade. But now, that's how things work, though. That's how baseball works. It is how baseball works. You remember that uh, You remember that Red Sox-Dodgers trade that was like Adrian Gonzalez and all those guys for Johnny Gomes and whoever, and the Red Sox went from worst to first, and it freed yeah. up a bunch of cap space for them. It, it was fascinating. And then our third GM is uh, David Stearns, who traded for Christian Yelich in Milwaukee, and then he also acquired Low Kane. He just signed JBJ. I don't know how that's going to work, but, I mean, they've, they've managed – Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns, wonderfully. And David Stearns really knows what he's doing in Milwaukee. And David Stearns is 36. Yeah. Like so young. A lot of these guys are young as shit. Yeah. A lot of the top five guys are young and on fire right now. And they stem from number one. We will get to number one. But first, we go to number five. And the fifth best executive in baseball is our guy, the White Sox, Rick Hahn. Rick Hahn signed Tim Anderson, Yoan Moncada, Eloy Jimenez, and Luis Robert to long-term extensions before it was cool. The long-term deal for TA came ahead of the 2017 season. Keep in mind, he won the batting title in 2019. It came for Eloy and Robert before they even appeared in a big league game. So they've got Tim locked up through 2024, Moncada through 2025, Eloy through 26, and Robert through 2027. And these contracts have one major thing in common. They all bypass at least two years of arbitration, and they have at least one club option. And then how about these trades? You ready for this? I'm sure you can. I'm sure this will invoke so many memories for you. But the first one, we got to shout out Chris Sale for Yohan Moncada and Michael Kopech. It's kind of a mutually beneficial deal. Jose Quintana for Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a really good one. This one's better. Adam Eaton for the return of Lucas Giolito, Reynaldo Lopez, and Dane Dunning, who was then the centerpiece of the return for Lance Lynn this past offseason. And then he signed and extended Jose Abreu. He just extended Lance Lynn. And then one final thing, because I love Rick Hahn. The sheer number of first-round picks that Hahn has drafted that have panned out, he took over the GM job after the 2012 season. Here are his first eight top draft picks. So 2013 through 2020. Tim Anderson, Carlos Rodon, Carson Fulmer, Zach Collins, Jake Berger, Nick Madrigal, Andrew Vaughn, Garrett Crochet. That's astounding success. Yeah, he doesn't really miss, does he? Nobody has that success. That's incredible. And the White Sox are so good now. I mean, they sit atop of first place. Probably the biggest lock to win their division out of any race right now. And dude, it all stems from Rick Hahn. It feels like he has two hands tied behind his back at times with ownership, but this guy does work and he does it for cheap. Biggest deal in franchise history is Yasmani Grandal. (laughs) Screwed. 
screwed. So the fourth best executive in baseball is the wheeling and dealing king. It's AJ Preller of the San Diego Padres. The Padres have not won a World Series ring in the history of their franchise that spans back to 1969 and are now one of the best teams in baseball, and the future looks even brighter with A.J. Preller at the helm. The Padres have six total playoff appearances, and Preller has one of them since he joined the Padres in 2014. Preller has compiled one of the best farm systems in baseball in his time while simultaneously creating a roster that's also one of the best in the game. Remember when he traded an aging James Shields for a 17-year-old Fernando Tatis Jr. before he was even a top prospect? I do, yes. Or when he stole Trent Grisham from the Brewers for Luis Urias after a singular error in the playoffs? I do, yes. From 2016 to 2020, he had seven first-round picks. Of those picks, only one has yet to make it in the majors. The other six are big leaguers or top prospects that are on the cusp of making an impact, like Mackenzie Gore and C.J. Abrams, two of the best prospects in baseball. A.J. Preller is just 44 years old and has turned a historically bad franchise into one of the most ideal location for free agents, as well as a viable contender for years to come. I mean, A.J. Preller is whatever, what every young kid wants to be. He is whatever young kid wants to be, and he's what every young kid or old man, whoever plays MLB The Show, that's what they do when they create a franchise. They just trade like hell for massive names. And the reason he's four and not two or three is definitely not one. But the reason he's not any higher is because he has struck out on a lot of deals. He has struck out on some deals. He's had to blow it up. Eric Hosmer was a terrible deal. Not good. Will Myers. Will Myers, a terrible deal. And think about what they did when AJ first took over. He brought in Matt Kemp, uh, Craig Kimbrell. He pretty much took every aging 30-something undesired guy, gave them a big deal, and then halfway through that year said, screw this, let's blow it up and ship them all. So he, he had this lofty goal, and he had to break it down. He is a strikeout guy, but a grand slam guy. It's perfect that he's in Slam Diego. And I, that's, that's a great one right there. And I also think that when you really look at what the Padres have done throughout their history of being the San Diego Padres, they have really been a terrible organization for most of their history. And what A.J. Preller has done, I agree, when he started out, he wasn't great. But ever since like 2018, 2019, breaking into this year, he's been one of the top GMs in baseball. So I think four is a pretty good location for him, considering how good the Padres are. And the Padres aren't even at their best right now. They have Mike Clevenger, who he also got coming in next year. And and they have one of the best farm systems in baseball. So they're only going to continue to be amazing they're just going to continue to be one of the best teams in baseball for the foreseeable future and aj prowler was just extended again for good reason understandably so and this guy dominates on the international signing landscape he kicks ass there so you know you talk about the first round picks but the international signings i mean the guy knows how to do that but we go to number three and farhan zaidi 
with the San Francisco Giants. Farhan's a beast, man. He's so fun. How about this? Farhan has his bachelor's degree from MIT, and he's got a doctorate in econ from UC Berkeley. He then got on with the Oakland A's after his time in Berkeley and was called, quote, absolutely brilliant by Billy Bean for spearheading the acquisition of Ioannis Cespedes, fresh out of school. He was the director of baseball ops for Oakland and then jumped from the financial kiddie pool that is the Oakland Athletics into the Pacific Ocean as the GM of the Dodgers under Andrew Friedman. And after back-to-back World Series appearances in 2017 and 2018, Farhan signed on as the president of baseball ops with the Giants. Since then, Zaidi has acquired Alex Dickerson, Mauricio Dubon, Donovan Solano, Darren Ruff, who apparently is Barry Bonds, Mike (laughs) Yaz, and then how about Kevin effing Gosman? He's overseen a system that has nurtured Marco Luciano, Joey Bart, Elliot Ramos, Hunter Bishop, and just added Will Bednar in the first round. Good God, man. This guy's on the fast track. Let's talk about Will Bednar, the greatest first-round pick that'll ever be. I just love Will Bednar Bednar coming out of Mississippi State, and he wasn't projected to go that high, but yet he was because Farhan and I, we got an eye for this thing. We'll give the credit to Farhan because Billy Bean called him brilliant, and Billy Bean doesn't know who I am. You're right. So we'll give it to Farhan, but, I mean, I – all jokes aside, totally agree with you. He's been fantastic. And look where the Giants are right now. And I think he just stole Chris Bryant. Absolutely. He just stole Chris Bryant, who just had a home run. Uh, not his de- Was it his debut it that he had a home debut. run? It was his first game, right? Everybody fucking hit a home run in their debut, Pete. It was Baez. It was Rizzo. Rizzo looks like Mickey Mantle. What the hell? And then you've got Bryant hitting a home run in his debut, too. But it was nice that Rafael Ortega, the leadoff hitter for the Cubs, did hit three home runs in that same Yeah, day. that's great. The Cubs are going to win the World Series. Yeah, the Cubs are going to win the World Series. You know who might win the World Series? The Tampa Bay Rays might win the World Series. And the second best GM is the one that works for the team that everyone is trying to copy. That's Eric Neander of the Tampa Bay Rays. Eric Neander was promoted to GM in 2017 and instantly became one of the best general managers in all of baseball. He got his feet wet in 2017 with an 80 and 82 record, but the rest is absolute history. He won 90 games in 2018. He won 96 games in 2019. They won the division and lost in the World Series in 2020 and is now without his best starting pitcher in Tyler Glasnow, yet is still at the top of the AL East. All this while developing one of the best farm systems in all of baseball. Mind you, the entire time, He's had a payroll that's in the bottom five in baseball, yet consistently puts together rosters that win more often than they don't. The Rays are the best at weighing winning now versus winning in the future. They just traded away Rich Hill and Diego Castillo at the deadline, but added Nelson Cruz and just finished sweeping the Red Sox. Remember when he got Joey Wendell for Jonah Heim? We also can't forget one of the biggest fleeces of all time Snaps. he got tyler glasnow austin meadows and one of the best pitching prospects in baseball right now in shane bass for chris archer who is currently on the race eric neander is the second best gm in baseball at the ripe old age of 38 and he has so much winning ahead of him it's crazy Guy was a former intern with Tampa Bay in 2007. He was an intern, and now he is God. He is- I would also like, can we, can we go over, because I have a full list of all the trades, and I think it's important for the episode that we just talked this through. Yes. Hold on. One quick moment before you do that. 
Eric Neander is the only guy since he took over to increase Tampa Bay's winning percentage year by year. So year by year. Fifth season, he has increased his winning percentage each of those five seasons. Nobody else in Major League Baseball has done that. And now the Rays are in first place over the Red Sox with, with Ryan Yarbrough as their best pitcher. He just wheels and deals. He literally just wheels and deals. He's a smart wheeler and dealer too. And the guys that the Rays have signed since Neander has been there and been hands-on include Wander Franco and Vidal Bruja. And the list keeps going. It's screwed up what they do. They drafted Brendan McKay in the first round. And when he's healthy, he's going to be phenomenal. And they got Taylor Walls, who's already one of the best defensive shortstops in the game. And Shane McClanahan, like, they add so many dudes that nobody else looks at. It feels like if the bad news bears were made up of a bunch of Carloses from the bench warmers. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> That's what Eric Neander does. But Eric Neander is a product of Andrew Friedman, who is formerly with the Tampa Bay Rays, now with the LA Dodgers. And Andrew Friedman is the best executive in baseball. And it's not even close. Not even close. I be ready for this. I've, I've got a lot to say here. Let's let's run it. Friedman stepped into the GM role in Tampa after the 2005 season. He was 28 years old when he stepped in. After that, he built the Rays all the way to a World Series appearance in 2008, which was the franchise's not just first all-star appearance, but first postseason appearance in its short history. He took over as the president of baseball operations with the Dodgers in 2014. First thing he did was hire Farhan Zaidi to be the team's new general manager. He has like never been afraid of anything. As soon as he got in, he let Hanley Ramirez and Matt Kemp walk. He replaced Zach Granke with Kenta Maeda and Scott Kazmir. And as soon as Corey Seager went down in 2018, he brought in Manny Machado with the deadline. He dealt for Mookie freaking bets in 2019 to win a damn world series in 2020 and possibly again in 2021 because he just got Trey Turner and Max Scherzer in the same goddamn deal. But his finest work comes on the farm. Friedman inherited Jock Peterson and Corey Seager. He kept them until he could get his haul for Jock Peterson. Obviously, he's still held on to Seager. He and the Dodgers developed Cody Bellinger, Alex Verdugo, Julio Urias, Walker Bueller, more recently, Dustin May, Gavin Lux, Will Smith, Michael Bush, Kiebert Ruiz, Josiah Gray, I can keep going. And they have an eye for who to deal for. And think about this. This is the most impressive thing because Andrew Friedman is developing the new age of baseball. And that's why he's number one, far and away. This is just a short list of who Andrew Friedman has had work under him in his career at 44 years old. He's already served as a mentor for Heim Bloom with the Red Sox. James Click, who took over for Jeff Luno with the Astros. Alex Anthopoulos with the Braves, Farhan Zaidi, and Eric Neander. Oh, and by the way, Gabe Kapler was his farm director the first three years of Friedman's time in LA. This guy is all over baseball, and there's a reason everybody wants to be the frickin' Dodgers. He invented the way the game is played right now, basically. Yep. Seriously. I mean, everyone in baseball has either worked with or for Andrew Friedman at this point, and he's 44 years old. He's a freak. Theo Epstein comparisons. 
already are there. Already there. I mean, wow. And he just traded for Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. And we've got to remember, I think we forget often, same thing as, as people forget with the Warriors. The Warriors were not good for a really long time before Steph and Clay turned into who they were. Remember the David Lee days? Yeah, shit. The Dodgers had not won a World Series in a long, long, long time before 20 for choking. Known for choking. And Andrew Friedman said, I can't control what happens on the field. I can control who is on the field. And I'm going to put together rosters year in and year out that are so damn talented that they have to run. They have to win. They have to walk backwards and fall into a World Series win. And they did so. They couldn't do it with the best roster in baseball for like three, four years. So he was like, I'll just go add Mookie Betts. (laughs) Like, that's so screwed up. What psychopath adds Max Scherzer and Trey Turner at the deadline when you already have three studs at your top of your rotation and you already have an all-star level shortstop? Julio oh, Reyes. Julio Reyes is the four is yeah. so screwed up. Julio Reyes would be the two or one on most teams in baseball right now, at yes. least close. The only other team that he might be the four on is Milwaukee right now. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's it. the list. That's the list. <laughs> Oh my God, Andrew Freeman. When you really go over it, you're really like, God damn it. What a, he's, he's like a John Rockefeller when he had $400 billion and owned all oil. He's just an evil genius, but he's an evil genius. Is he evil? I'm not sure. No, he's probably a great guy. Never met him. I don't know. I I've read things that aren't necessarily great on him, but uh, you know, to, to switch to this serious note, I do like how the Dodgers are responding to the Trevor Bauer things. Oh, Don't yeah. let him get anywhere near your clubhouse, and they're not letting him get anywhere near the clubhouse. I think they'd rather just pay him still. Uh, give, put, put him on leave of absence and just kind of stay away from this team right now. Yeah. It's and not that's worth- not to, you know, we still don't know the full story with Trevor Bauer. But from what we do know, I think the Dodgers are handling it very well. Yeah, they're handling it very well. And Andrew Friedman is, again, the gold standard. And it's, it's a lot like LeBron James in the MVP. He yeah. should win it every year. He should win it every year. Andrew Friedman should win executive of the year every year, but he won't because they got to dish it around to some people. It's like the LeBron MVP thing. That's what I just said. Did I just black out? I literally, and I agree with you. I, li- I literally just said that. And it's well. It, your I think your last sentence just made me immediately say that. I don't think before I talk. I just talk. Oh my god! Well, you obviously <laughs> don't listen to me. And we're, I what? promise I'm listening. This Things, is episode fifty-one. This is listen episode to fifty-one, me. and this was a good episode too. God, man, follow him on on Twitter. I guess fucking Peter Apple twenty-three. Ugh. Follow me, Jack. Underscore All I said was it's kind of like the LeBron thing. You didn't listen to me. <laughs> I listened to you. I promise. Oh. God. Uh, follow me at Jack underscore McMullen 11. Follow just baseball at just BB media on Twitter at just baseball fans on TikTok and Instagram and go to just We pump out good shit every day. And also subscribe to the Twitch channel. We just started a Twitch channel at just baseball fans as well. We're going to be streaming a bunch of video games, MLB, the show also doing our TikTok lives on Twitch. So be sure to go follow there. Also, please give us a five-star review on Apple podcast helps us out so much. That's the best way to support the podcast. 
Jack, any final words? Any any words on the uh, on the road trip by those women? Wish them well. It, wish them well. Uh, this feels like a combination of Into the Wild and the Other Woman. But thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody.